0: Do you like complicated stories? Do you like simple stories?
1: I mean, I like both. Okay, but that's probably because I'm a writer, so it's
0: like, so you know what I mean? Like,
1: (laughs) technically. So what
0: got you? What got you passionate into writing?
1: I mean, honestly, I don't think I knew that I was a writer until I started making music. Um, Okay, I have three younger siblings. All of us sing, but. My sister Samantha, who's a a couple years younger than me, um, she always was paying attention to lyrics. I think Mm -hmm. growing up, I was always paying attention to harmonies and melodies over lyrics. But by the time I started making music, finally, I really uh, figured out how much I enjoy writing and Mm -hmm. how much I enjoy wordplay.
0: Do you remember like the first time that you actually sat down and
1: how was that moment?
0: (laughs) How was that epiphany? It was
1: funny funny because I had not ever written a song before. And um, specifically this was, I basically had an opportunity to try to write a song specifically for a movie that was being filmed um, through Sony at the time. Um, and it was just like an opportunity I had um, with another artist. Um, her name's Blimes. She was like one of the first people to get me into like actually recording and writing music. Um, mm-hmm. But we had the opportunity to try and write a song for this movie that they could pitch for the movie. So it was um it was a remake of an '80s movie I think mm-hmm. um, called. About last night. Okay. And it, like, originally, I think, like, Rob Lowe was in it. Um, I mm-hmm. don't remember the other characters, but they remade it. Um, I think this is like, early 2000s. And then when you were writing
0: this, did you already have, like, a concept of how to write songs? Or no. Were you just learning <laughs> on the fly? Were you winging it? What was going on?
1: I think everything um, at that point was just what I would do naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have prior songwriting yeah. experience. But but
0: did you understand already the concept of, like, I need a verse, I need a chorus? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, you have so some let's idea. Let's
2: do like a little rewind because how, would, how were you when you started writing? Because I, I consider myself right. I never went to, like, write music, though, but, like, poetically, like, I went yeah. that wet route. I've never really put it out to, like, maybe on Facebook back in the day, but mm-hmm. not as of late. It's all personal. I keep it to myself. But how long ago did you start writing that side where you went, like, just writing poems to now you're writing verses to then you're writing full on song you know what I mean. I
1: honestly like, cause think because I feel I'd... like we
2: got head to damn now you're just yeah you know who is Olivia you know before you <laughs> even get to like you're at the peak of where right, we're at right
1: now. Um, I mean that like I said that was my first time writing a song mm-hmm. like I had not written a song before that I wasn't really out here writing poems it was just more like I, for me I was so um, I, I just wanted to try oh, really sure. and. At that point I had been around, like my first introduction to anybody, being around anyone in the music industry was when I still lived in the Bay Area. Um, At that point I was living in San Francisco. I was around a bunch of hip hop artists. So I think that that still actually has a lot of um, influence in how I write. because I already subconsciously had paid attention to watching a bunch of people write. And even, what they were doing. Yeah, even though I started so with all like the... like in the writing <laughs> sessions
2: with people already like just peeping game and just yeah, watching. Yeah,
1: so paying attention, understanding like the like the multi-syllable rhyme schemes and stuff like that. Breaking that, it down. That hip-hop that. artists mm-hmm. pay attention to because it's right. basically poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more... <laughs> There's a lot more paying attention to rhyming and all that stuff, the complexities of the writing, I think, than, like, the R&B music I was listening to in the 90s and 2000s, because that is a lot more about, like, if you go back and listen to that time of music, it's a lot more about the sound and the feeling Mm -hmm. rather than the complexity of the lyrics. Like, they're very straightforward. Mm -hmm. You talk about complexities versus simplicity.
0: Yeah,
1: It's like night and day, right? Yeah.
0: Because they're getting straight to the point, you know the right. lyrics. The lyrics aren't really making you think; it's more like you're vibing to an emotion.
1: Right. Think about right. like genuine, like yeah. mm-hmm. in those chains, you know, like they're literally just. It's it's very straightforward.
0: It's straightforward. It's very so. simple. song
1: song. But then you yeah, then exactly you, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> but then with hip hop, you're doing double entendres, yes. triple entendres, yeah. and then it's like when, when we get to the triple messages that's within. more like
2: Jay Z ish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? J.
0: Cole does that, too.
2: Yeah, he he got that from... Yeah, but it's
0: like you get to that point where that simple message can mean three different things. Right.
1: But that's what I love. Okay. I found out when I started writing, I think even then, I mean, I took a crack at it. I listened back to my very first song, the one I was talking Mm. about, and it's really not bad for it having Mm. been my first song. I've grown so much since then. Okay. But, like... Once I started really writing and I continued to write and experiment and just, like, have the experience over, what, 10 years at this point? Yeah.
2: that's what I wanted to do. Um, I've been writing for 10 years then.
1: Yeah, so I've, I've definitely been, like, working towards this um, for a good amount of years. I think I started in maybe, like, 2012?
2: Two thousand thirteen. Damn. So So you've been around sessions, you were around people, just yeah. picking up things yeah. and learning. that's
1: one thing is like I've always paid a lot of attention when I'm in spaces that people have been doing things longer than me or they have more experience Student or I game. admire yeah, I admire their craft. Um, I'm definitely paying attention. So you're um, trying to see
0: like, what are they doing? How are they improving? Yeah, the way they're carrying themselves. Mm-hmm. All right, but into that moment, right? It's your first song. What was the pressure like to like, and what gave you that inspiration to then be like, okay, this is what I'm gonna write about.
1: Well, it was with that, it was kind of easy because I had, a movie that had already been made. Okay, so, so you I,
0: have a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so
1: I I had never right. seen the movie. I think I either went and watched the movie or I just like read a breakdown on what it was the about. Mm-hmm. The song title was literally about last night, like mm-hmm. the like the movie title right, was right. gonna be. So I so just now you
0: have to put yourself in that scenario. Exactly like what happened last night. Exactly.
2: Okay. Exactly. So What did happen last night?
1: Well, I mean, I think if I now I have to like really think about what I wrote. Let's sing but the song. I'm just I'm I just, just <laughs> and, and
2: it, now she was. <laughs> and it's first fun- ever on the podcast.
1: <laughs> it's Alive. it's funny too because I, I I listen back to that and you can hear so much of the influence of like two thousands R and B and hip hop together because it was a song like me singing and there was a rapper on it. So I sound I used to no shade now i actually like really um appreciate comparisons now in a different way than i did when i was young cuz you like, i you didn't want to be compared with anybody right. so, you wanted to be
0: unique
1: <laughs> yeah right. so people so people like back then when i first started cuz i hadn't really like found Your myself as much yeah, yeah i didn't have time to cultivate that yet mm. it was just the very beginning stages um
2: that's, that's self awareness right there though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't even have that even at a later stage alone. That that damn I used to be like this and then I'm like, <sighs> you know that's dope.
1: I mean I we'll get to this like name change stuff too. I kind oh, of um, so you went you by something else. Before? It's it was like a whole journey because uh, I started with just Olivia B. Then it was like Olivia Braga. Then it was uh. Sampaguita when I was trying to connect to my Filipino roots that didn't last very long because it was like hard for people to grasp like I couldn't introduce myself in a room and have them like really, like they would have to ask like three four times yeah like
2: what's the name? Um,
1: which Sampaguita is a, fl- a f- the national flower of the Philippines oh snap so it's a jasmine flower. Um, so you I had that
2: a, a, definitely have like a, a EP like that and then it would hit smash oh I have sure. some I have some ideas it's yeah, it's not
1: in the works right now but it will be in the future side
2: question do you speak to Tagalog?
1: man no so that's okay. that. and that was another oh. thing it was like um, I think at that point in time like with that name change see I kind of like realized after I got to the point of getting back to my government name mm-hmm. that all those name changes were like um, connected to the different ways I was trying to, like, find myself, if that okay. makes sense. That's dope. Because um, after San Sampaguita, I was Olivia.Wave, like a wave file, like MP3 wave files. Um, I come from a beach town. Which town now? Santa Cruz is oh, where okay, I grew okay. up. Um, and, I mean, it was like, I, I did Olivia.Wave in the beginning just to make the handle easier for people to find at my shows when I would shout it out. But then I kind of liked it. Mm. So I tried that for a little bit, but now for the last like couple years, few years, I got to a point where I was like, mm, it. nothing else feels right. Like I've been trying to find, I've been trying to find almost like forcing,
0: forcing yourself to find to an find, identity. like
1: another identity. And mm. I, then I got to a point where I was like, I don't need to do that.
0: You don't need to be someone else. It's just be yourself. It's just me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or you don't okay.
2: need to create another alias. Basically, no. You just got to be yourself. Plus,
1: like all those names are like a part of me. If that makes sense. Like, yes. Yeah. It's
2: kind of like how Nikki has Roman. She mm-hmm. has this. She it's has like that.
1: alter egos, egos. that yeah. still reside within me. But I'm, I'm like comfortable and confident.
2: Now you're coming into that show of Olivia. This is me,
1: you know. So mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm good with that. Right.
2: When maybe I wasn't before. That's fire.
1: But it all it comes along with like, like learning you said, and growing. It's a journey.
2: It takes it takes time to get there. Exactly. And you're still gonna evolve in the next five to ten years also. Totally. That's the beautiful totally. thing about yeah. life too. You know, like it, we never stop growing. Mhm. Like, and if I feel like there was this one thing I, I a quote I heard back in the day was like, if you're not learning, you're dying.
1: I I mean that's a that's a good quote.
2: You know what I'm saying? Cause like the moment you stop learning. You're already on the decline. Like, right. do you play any
1: instruments at all? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself to be a musician. I've kind of dabbled with guitar and piano, but like, like I remember like four chords from eighth grade piano, uh, eighth grade guitar. I remember how to play some stuff from middle school and on the keys, but mostly like if I want to learn something over the years, I'll just kind by of ear. do it by ear. But it's not extensive. So I've, I've fell more into, I love writing. I love vocal production. Like, I'll go into somebody's session if they want me to help with vocal production and I'll help them find harmonies. I'll help arrange, like, where their vocals need to be. I like puzzling things. You know it's
2: dope that I was dope? Uh, because I was listening to your song that you just dropped. The mm-hmm. Yeah. Congrats
1: on that. Thank you. Way. I'm so and, happy. Uh,
2: I'm like... <laughs> I was, when I first heard it, I was like, I hope she has the lyrics to it. And then I saw that you had the lyrics. Yeah, she scene, has right? them up, yeah. So I'm reading the lyrics and I'm just like, yo, she's a sick ass writer. Yo. Thank like, you. You know what I mean? And Thank I'm like, you. I was impressed because then, like I said, I've never put my work out there or nothing like that. Even though in my heart, God put in my heart that I got to write a book, or at least a poetry book, like 20 pages. We can't do ebooks nowadays. So it's like, That's there's no excuse for me not to at least one day put that out. Right. You know, but just raw emotion about what I felt, what I've gone through, and where I'm at now or whatever. But- it's dope to see that, you know, you definitely got a pen. And Thank to you. hear that, yo, I wrote that, you know, because you did write that all yourself, yeah. right? So it's like, it's impressive, yo. like
1: Thank you. And I'm like, Loving I'm kind of now
2: kind of w- want to pick your brains as far as like, do you, because there was a kind of breakdown in that song at the end where you kind of have a little flow. Mm-hmm. Is, do you like to go into that more in your music or is that something that you just threw out there in this song?
1: I think that's, that's become part of what I've discovered as like part of my identity though, because I'm telling you, the, the longer I've been doing this, the more I look back at the whole journey, I'm like, okay, where have I picked up influence, inspiration? What have I figured out myself? Um, and part of it, I think over the first part of COVID, cause I moved home for like six months, and I was just home writing and recording, like unbothered with anything else for like I, I don't remember the last time it was like that for me.
2: It was like a pause, right? And you just got to do what. Whatever I needed to do, to do with, yeah, and right. I
1: was stuck at home with the family, which I loved, but Reconnect. it yet yeah, reconnected with the family, mm-hmm. reconnecting to my hometown, um, and Oops. reconnecting to myself and figuring out what i liked to make at that time what i was doing and this is how i figured out that kind of flow that's going from like the kind of angelic melodic very harmony heavy stuff and then going into like a like a melodic rap almost right, that's hard, exactly. i mean i grew up loving destiny's child you, if you listen to their music right, they have a little mm, they're mm, almost mm, rapping mm, and the mm, fact mm, that they can sing right and harmonize at that, like, velocity and still be able to, like, move around the way that they do, that's basically, like, part of my inspiration, I would say. That's
2: why I feel like... That's like the Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child because she, even when you hear, like, Dilemma... She's like we're mm-hmm. singing that song together. It's a duet, but like she's kind of—it sounds like she's rapping it too, you know. And it's it's, it's fine
1: It's the pockets. Right. It's the pockets. That right. and that's what I like because at the time, if
2: I was a musician. I would do this shit, but I'm not a <laughs> musician. Just, I'm too shy to go up in that
1: stage for real. Like, something else. Yeah, like like I I think I really found that though during that time because what I was doing since I wasn't necessarily working with producers at at that moment, it was just, you. Um, it was just me. So what I was doing was I was going on YouTube. And I was really drawn at that time to like more trap ish beats, and I liked what I found as far as my type of vocal over something that kind of heavy, so it had a lot of like trap bass um all that all that drums and stuff that are more trap based, but I was still singing like an angel over it. you know what I mean, no. so I cut for a minute, I was like, man, I'm gonna call this angel trap yeah, <laughs> but <calling it> <laughs> But that's kind of where I or found... What made you want
0: to call it Nirvana?
1: Nirvana? Because mm, it... Like, that song... Honestly, that song was the first song... That's actually the first song me and uh, LaDominic worked on um, together. That was the first song we ever did. Oh. And um, I love that song so much. That whole song was, like, all about being hopeful and and... Finding this place, basically, in your mind or in your spirit that you have a renewed sense of hope after a lot of hardship. And you can really attribute that to anything. For right. me, it was a lot about heart. Right. Interesting. But it's, you know, like... Hear
2: that yeah? It is interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be about anything, and that's why... But at I, the
0: same time, I get, like, this love aspect you're right. putting into it. Right. Because right. the, the message I was getting when I, when I heard it, because I've heard it a couple times, was... The whole point of finding someone that helps each other heal each other, yes, instead of trying to tear down each other, it's right. like try to like build each other up right, but you're you're waiting to find the person to do that with, not just anybody
1: and being hopeful but like the the biggest thing for me about the whole thing was hope because mm. for a minute before I wrote that song, its like I was still in that space that was just very like. I don't know. You mean you weren't like, vulnerable enough. No, like I just wasn't at that point. But I also was able to write that and get to that space because I took a lot of time to myself. That was like full transparency. I wrote that when I was purposefully and consciously um, choosing to be celibate. And like that was the first time that I, I chose to do that in my life. That's like,
2: that's like one of the hardest things for a human being to dominate that sexual desire.
1: Right, it's so hard, it's hard they, for a lot of people. It is,
2: but but I've heard that once you hit that wall, you go once you surpass that wall, you go into another spectrum. I mean, I've,
0: another I've, space of focus.
2: Yeah, like yeah. it's
1: crazy. And that's that's what I'm that's saying. That's came out of it. I me, right? wrote music in a different way than I have ever wrote, nice. and that specific song, Nirvana, was the first time I feel like I wrote a song finally that felt right to me, that felt positive and hopeful. Everything prior to that, I understood Um, music was an outlet for me, so a lot of what was coming out for years was the more low-vibrational aspects of what was happening inside me, right? right? Surface. Right, so, like, the sad stuff, the semi-angry stuff, all of that. So, like, Seven Seas. Yes, Seven Seas. I mean, yeah, listening to Seven Seas is pretty... I mean, it's dope, but it's, like, very depressing yeah <laughs> and i still love that song mm-hmm. for various Which reasons but life, right? it's a season of my life it, it is very much so seasons so i was happy though to finally get the chance to have like to channel something and have it come out of me Fire. that was like positive and made me happy and to this day listening to it i adore that song i adore it and i'm like no, so and, and i will say that yeah. the,
0: the the what uh, Dom did too is add a melody that gives gives you that positive vibe as you're listening to it you're feeling yeah. that happiness you know, it's you're feeling like the, the emotions of hey like it's gonna be you know, hopeful you know you know it's, so it's like for exactly the because
2: the timing of the song for me at least I'm going through stuff with my wife we're we're, we're in like hella transitions and stuff and, okay. and for me to hear the song and the timing of it and like even right now she's not feeling too well and like the last few times ta- like this weekend I've just to take this different approach. Mm. So then the timing of the song, you know, I heard it a few times before the podcast and it was like, and then she's not feeling well. So kind of like you said, it gave me that hope where I'm like, just I, like to me, it's like, well, then it goes back to what he's saying, how two people heal each other. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, it's a trip just because of the timing of it. You know? Right. So where did you pull that out of?
1: Like, you mean just like, like, like... was it a
2: specific thing that happened to you or was it something that you just, you wrote the lyrics off of like... I honestly and you felt that in the moment.
1: I think for basically like, kind of going back to what it, I, it helped me right now today. Which I mean. is which is Thank good. You. That's like what I want to make. This is what I want to make music right. for. First and foremost, usually when I'm making it, is to help myself. Like it's just it's a it's a, a way expression. of release for right. me. It's expression. I need to do that. But like furthermore, I like figuring out the best way I can write something so that it can help various people. You know, or at least, like, not with the intention of, oh, this is going to save someone. It's more just, like, this is so honest to me and how I feel that some, like, someone else has to hear it and feel that and be able to tap into that. And they can take it how they need to. I write about my experiences, sometimes other people's experiences, all of that, but um, that's the basis of it. But for Nirvana... I think at the time, what was inspiring me about that was the fact that I was, to myself, again, celibate for the first time in a minute, and consciously, purposefully. And I learned a lot it's through it. Ama-
2: hold on, I don't want to stop you, but it's amazing to hear a woman say this, that she's celibate, she's held. Because you don't hear a woman like say those type of stuff. Usually it's a man always saying, I need to be celibate, I need to be celibate. Right. And then to hear a woman do it, and to then see that you're channeled this out of it, Beautiful, because now I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe I should tell him, me and my wife we're gonna be celibate for a minute just to see what comes out of it. You know what I mean? I like, mean, we're, we're married, so it's not like we're gonna stop anything. But at right. the same time, it's like there's a lot of good that comes out of being celebrated, you know, and having that waiting for each other and being like, all right, this is we're gonna when we're gonna. It come makes out you focus
1: on a lot of other things, right? Because you think like how how many things in life are kind of tied to physicality mm-hmm. and Bags. all of that. You know what I mean? It, like. Yeah. It runs a lot of I different...
2: podcasts will get this deep. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: it's me, too. So this is the this is
0: kind of... I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> but also, it's, like, the intentions behind, right. like, people and then how you view people, you know? And, yeah. the, and the thing is, the energy that you attract and the people you attract Facts. also. Like, when you're looking for that, when you're trying to scratch your itch, you're going to at- attract a certain type of person that you don't want in your life. Right. You know? Fact. And because then then you end up in problems that you're like, well, yeah. why did this happen? And it's because right. you didn't learn how to dominate yourself and know that, hey, even though you, it's a natural need, you don't need to do this with everybody even though it's a natural need.
1: It's, yeah. It, it's it,
0: a balance. Like, And the thing is that it, sometimes it's not even talked about of mm-hmm. like, hey, it's a natural need, but learn to balance yourself. But it's
2: crazy because like, like I said, the, the way that this thing hit me, I'm going to say some personal stuff, is that I was hearing it, right? And I'm going through this thing this weekend where it's like, well, it's been the last two weeks where um, I had to find out something about myself mm. where I was like, why, is, why am I being triggered by something my wife does, right? right? And then I started digging. And I was in the bathroom, i just digging. i was thinking, like, walking, pacing. And then I figured it out. I was like, oh, snap, this girl in the past really hurt you. Mm. And it scarred you to the point that you don't trust any other woman. And then I started thinking, like, damn, but you married this woman. So, you know, and then I'm hearing this song today, and it was kind of like... but I, Because I've been trying to fight the feeling of my intuition telling me not to trust her because mm. of the damage that's been done already, you know? Yeah. So it's like, then I hear him, and the, the way he interprets the song is kind of dope because I interpreted it a whole different way, but then he says it that way, and I was like, oh, damn, you got that out of there, all right? Right. Yes. You know? So it's kind of... And then you say what you said, and you wrote it. So it's like...
1: But this is what I this is what I love about this is what I love about it though.
2: She's just
0: like she's just (laughs) geeking out like they actually
2: heard it, right?
0: They're actually
2: (laughs) breaking it down. (laughs) Because I'm kind of like I said, the timing of it is all, and I'm very big on everything happens for a reason,
1: right?
2: You know what I mean? And like, it just is a trip because it just like I said, I found out something about myself this week, and I feel like even letting her know about it. Now, hopefully, we could grow past certain things that I've, you know, that we've both set the standard as being the standard of a relationship that Mm. now can no longer stay there because we now are aware of what some issues are and shit. You know, at least for me, at least, on my end. I don't know about her, but on my end, I I know where I'm tripping and where I can be like, the past is haunting you and heal from that to move on. But thank you for the song. It's beautiful. Keep it up, keep writing. I'm, I'm impressed because I'm like, damn, that know, makes thing, me so right?
1: happy. Yeah, I mean, like, like, and just to like circle back around, and because I have a ten track mind, so mm-hmm. oftentimes I'll like sprout out like a mm-hmm. bunch of different things and try to circle back. But um, the, the end of what I was gonna say is like at that time, since I was to myself and not connecting with people like in a physical way, and all I had was conversations with people and getting to know people's mindsets. And all of that, and like coming from a space of feeling like I was like really uh, battling like the trauma of being in maybe not not the best relationships, um, especially with men at the right. time. Like having conversations with people I was working with, having conversations with friends of mine, having conversations with random people, um, gave me a sense of renewed hope because I was learning that not everybody holds the same. Um, ideology as some of the people I had uh, been in relationships with that mm-hmm. hurt me you know nice, what I mean nice. so like it was just very that's really where it was coming from was like this feeling of like because I, I can't remember exactly what I said but when I went into the session that day like the way uh, um, me and uh, LeDominic started the session he was like well what vibe are you going for and I think I said something like either like angelic or ethereal or something like that cuz that's like the way i was feeling at that time and when he started the production i was like oh this is great like oh, sure. i was just like this is so, so beautiful yo yeah like he's so talented it's just right. like you give him like a keyword and then and then he'll put the and he's playing the instruments most of the time too so it's like um i really loved the production and then that's kind of what came out so I was gonna ask time. you about that.
3: I mean I just asked Le Dominique too if he mm-hmm. well, he kinda had to do with the whole um, with the track. He said that he recorded you, you know, he made the beat. Yeah. Um uh well I mean what I would have to ask you is is when you're making that beat, La Dominique, do you already have that beat for her or did you make it after hearing the lyrics? Yeah, come for it. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: didn't hear them, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh no, nah, definitely I it's just like what Came to my mind just based off the energy and the vibe she was on at the time, and
3: Cause I always want to hear that that whole two combo how it goes like with the producer. I mean, the producer and the, the artist and how that combination works. And I mean, how that whole how that mesh and everything comes to to then what we were listening to. You know, how that comes about because we heard the whole lyrical part too, but then. Collaborated. Yeah, and you also have to hit it sonically so that right. it all hits the right way. You know what I mean? I gotta. That's his part, I'm an engineer too. I gotta give. Right. I gotta
1: give him props though too, because like, um first and foremost, I I know now like he's one of the best people I've ever worked with as far as like being an intuitive engineer. I call him an, an intuitive engineer because I don't have to ask him half the time to do things as we go right so we're just on the same page on top of that he's also a vocal (laughs) producer because in that in Nirvana specifically I was just geeking out to my mom this weekend I was like oh my god like my two of my favorite backgrounds and I'm a geek for backgrounds and harmonies Dom fed them to me like I remember him being like oh when you do that can you do up up and all these like cute little like like, playful things in the background. And it's, like, my ultimate favorite. I geek out every time I hear it. So, sorry. No, I just she, had to give you the... she
4: hit the nail on the head. You're a flower. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Uh, she hit the uh, ned, uh, nail on the head with that one because um, I was going to say the same thing, that it's it's not something I can necessarily explain because it's just... I hear it in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. I Back when I used to work sweeping, like, the grocery store, I would hear music in my head, you know what I mean? I just didn't know how to get it out. So that was just me going on my own feelings and my emotions and how I felt at the time. And now I'm blessed to be able to do it for people that I work with and especially talented people like Olivia. Did she
0: give you, like, the lyrics before... No, so I'm pretty sure she made him. Right so on the she spot. just sang at the, the spot, spot and then yeah. Yeah. just started trying to figure it out. Not yeah. just freestyling that. Oh, we,
1: shit. Yeah, I think, basically. I think for that we did like like a lot of times. Like for for our process with how we work together, a lot of times like we'll go in. It'll be like, what's the vibe, or what are you feeling? We might throw him around some keywords or feelings, and then he'll start production. By that time, like, when he's, like, somewhat done, I'll go in the booth and I'll do melody runs. Because I, I realized over the years, when I started writing, I would write, like, write lyrics first and then figure out how they fit with melody. But when I started working with people over the years and seeing the different ways that they they create music, I started trying the other way around first. So in this case, we'll do melody runs because I feel like that's almost more like channeling sonically. So, so, so
2: question, so question. What it, would you have you ever collaborated with? Just a writer, just a where it's where it's like. Let's say I would write this what I'm feeling, and then you sing it out, and then like and then yeah, kind of. Because I just heard you say that you place it into like. You play with it to place it where it goes, right? The melodies and the lyrics and all that. I mean, at this, I feel like that's something that like I would love to be a songwriter because mm-hmm. I feel like I have that. could exactly. be a ghostwriter. Here you go. Not, e- <laughs> not, even. <laughs> not even.
1: Not even.
2: I would be He more goes, more sing like this that for me because I'd be like, nah, let's collab. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where it's like, just give me crowd writers credit, take it right. But then you just do your thing with it, or like, but that's something that I've always had like an uh, interest in, maybe trying. collaborating. That, you know, because one time I met a. There was this guy, man, at the other barbershop. This dude did not look like a writer when I met him. Did not look like one.
1: Looks can be deceiving. Right, and
2: I was so... In- that's when I... Bro, I'm not to say nothing about you, Manny, or how you look. But he was a big guy, looking like big, big. But he was older, right? But his beard was super gray. Like, your beard, but gray. All of it. White hair, it was crazy. And then, when you know, when he told me he was writing for it, I was like, nah, dog. You're not writing for it. He's like, next time I come into the barbershop, I'm going to show you a
1: plaque. Well, who was he writing for? Next,
2: Rick Ross and all these, like... I was like, what? And then he's telling me that the reason why he gets picked up is because he's that old, but he adds new... He adds old words to songs that, like, they they recycle words from, like, the 50s and 60s, and they bring them back. Hmm. And then that's why we're, like, saying things and that, that... And we, that has to do with
0: language, because language is
2: constantly... Lazy. Constantly moving. It's
0: constantly changing. So mm-hmm. every time, every certain amount of years... Words lose their meaning. Right. And yeah. then they have new meanings. they change changing shit, right? It, yeah, language is constantly changing. So it's crazy
2: how they would use it, like Rick Ross would use this guy to use like certain parts of his, either hooks yeah. or lyrics where he's like, I need something like, and he would go in the studio with it. I'm like, what? So when I met him, I was like, yo, I can be 50 years old, right? And then Quincy <laughs> Jones, Jones made like a thriller. He was 50 years old when he made that. I mean. So it's like.
1: The higher you go to. so I'm like,
2: damn, I, I still got hope. Still, you know, like i seen Benny the Butcher, he's like 38 and still writing. Freddie, Freddie Gibbs is older, so I'm like, man, he's still hooked. Like, not to be a rapper, but like, I would love to be like writing music.
1: In rooms. In rooms, yeah. in those
2: rooms. Like, cause I've seen photos of like Kanye West and he had Push T, like the yeah. game, all these guys in there, and I'm like, man, I know you don't just write that yourself. No. But it's beautiful that Kanye gives everybody credit.
1: Right. I was going to say that I think the the higher up in the industry you go at that point, like the more people are involved in the process most of the time.
2: So it's like,
1: yeah, I mean, you have access to whatever, gotcha. you know what I mean? So it's like
2: so right now it's just you coming off the top
1: for the most part. But uh-huh. the last few years I've purposefully tried to collaborate more with people because mm-hmm. I wanted to I was used to doing like the melody and lyrical. I was used to just it being me and a producer kind of like how it was with Nirvana, but like slowly but surely I was like, "Mm, let me try like writing with other people. And I like it. I'm great at co-creating because I'm, I don't have an ego. That's why. And like, that's what's super important. I can only really work with people that also can like leave their ego at the door where it's like, how does that work when writing? Uh, you just can't like, like I've been in spaces where it's just, you get the energy and the vibe that, um, it's, not necessarily a a wanted energy to have everybody participate Mm. or it's like a space where like everything gets shot down super quick if it's not like the main person's stuff whereas like I personally enjoy working and co-writing with people that are able to be like you know that that's good but can we do better like it doesn't have to be
0: An automatic,
1: yes. And it doesn't have to be an automatic, no, either. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just more like we are working together to create the best piece of art that we can and don't take it personally if we try to make a piece of it better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter whose idea it was. Yeah, But sometimes it's not like that. So Mm -hmm. that's at least who I enjoy working with.
2: So there's Debbie Debbie Downers in there Sometimes. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you don't need
2: those negative vibes. No. Too, music,
4: for sure.
1: No,
2: definitely I not. Know. I would love to be in the room sometimes and just write. I mean, me and my brother have always talked about shit, but... And then I told Manny I want him to be in, there, in that. In that, but You room. want me to write Spanish for you. No, no, no. no not write Spanish. <laughs> not even, I, I, I wanted him to be like the Diddy that says, yes, it sounds good and honest. Yeah. It the, it's because... <laughs> I, I, I listen to
0: a lot of a lot of reggaeton music. Okay. So like I know a lot of Spanish stuff, and then I always teach them new words. Where, where are you from? She's Filipino. Full
1: Filipino, da- she has a
0: Spanish name. I mean, but
1: Braga. Yeah, I yeah. my dad's from the Philippines. Um, my mom grew up in Maine. She's she's a white girl. <laughs> yeah. Technically Irish and Scottish, if you want to be like super pinpointed. But yeah, so I have. Yeah, I yeah. got to go visit. Uh, how many
0: times have you been, like, confused for a Latina? Oh, I wasn't going to say that, too. <laughs> <I'm laughs> oh Well, her name is... If, if I said in Spanish, Olivia Braga. Like,
2: think, exactly. Uh,
1: that's
2: Colombian as hell, huh?
1: <laughs> I, think, I, think Portu- <laughs> I think Portuguese... You're not Colombian, I think Portuguese high-key. Like, I've been... I remember looking up the origin of the name, oh, and a lot of times what'll come up is, like...
0: Oh, that's... Portugal Portuguese. is next to Spain. And so. Spain yeah, next yeah, next yeah. and...
1: um. Yeah, so, I i mean, actually, a lot. Also, dependent on, like, how I present myself. Like, dependent on my makeup and, like, what I'm wearing. I think either I look, like, way more Asian or kind of Latina. You no, know, it's funny.
2: When you came in, I thought I was going to say Hawaiian.
1: That, too... Honestly, get the I get it. It's the fit. There I get it.
2: You gotta <laughs> yeah. She's like, like, She just like came, she came from, from Honolulu. Luna. Luna. She came from Honolulu. And then, the, and then check it out. Check it out. The nirvana the the cover for Nirvana, I was like, yeah, it gives me Hawaiian vibes. Oh, that's like. funny.
1: I mean, I get that. I've gotten that too. Bro, I've gotten that too. I've gotten a lot of different ethnicities. But and I. the
2: other one, I don't know
0: where it's random. And do they like talk to you in Spanish?
1: Yeah, all a lot. What and happens
0: also, when they talk to you in Spanish? Like, um,
1: like how if you
0: if, up if I can, if
2: I, I can, all just I know.
1: <laughs> if I can answer, which is not very often, yeah. if I can't answer, I will try my best to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, I'll just like I'll kind of be like, mm, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry, tacos. or I'll be like, I'm, like I'm Filipina. It, it, but it, it,
0: the opposite happens to me. Really. I'm confused for Filipino.
1: That's so funny. Well, I know. Well, buddy, like, How do you it handle it? You said it, bro. But I'm every
0: sorry. I'm every sorry. time I go to Seafood City, bro, they start okay. talking to me in Tagalog, and I'm like, okay. I'm not from there, but all
1: right.
2: You start learning <laughs> the language, bro, so you can talk back. Oh, bro, man. The other day, I was watching this one thing where it was like an Asian podcast, and there was like one Hispanic on there, right? And then the guy was talking about like, he broke down all the accents from... From like all the Asian people, the the community, and he's like. I think I saw
1: this. Did you see this? I think I saw this.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I was dying, yo. He had it so down pat. That shit was Mm -hmm. crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, was, I know. I was listening for the Filipino and I was like, is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? But yeah, I was just talking about Seafood City, too, because I went home. So I had some like tinola and I had some like, I made like a little like pondasal breakfast sandwich this morning before I left. I was all yeah, excited. Yeah, but that's what
0: happens to me but, when I go there. They start talking to me, and I'm like, same thing like you. Just start looking at them like,
1: uh, oh, I don't speak this language. I should know, but the I feel a little <laughs> bit like I should know more, though. Cause I also, I was really shy when I was younger, but growing up in Santa Cruz, I would say that like a majority of, of the, um, the people that the community that grows up there, it's like 50, 50, like it's a lot of white, a lot of Mexican. So I naturally, I gravitated towards, I only grew up really with my Filipino family. So I felt like more comfortable and like more cultural similarities with, like, all of my uh, Mexican friends. Right. So I, t- for a little bit, I was like, dang, I know more Spanish than I know Tagalog. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, I'm over here like, well, oh, what's your... Really? Like, yeah. I, I feel like I should have already known No, but even in, in Tagalog,
0: there's Spanish words. For sure. Exa- there is Spanish, sure. Spanish words in it. For
1: sure yeah. yeah. Oh, sh- well, they well were, you got to remember that
0: Spain conquered 400
1: Philippines.
0: years. Yeah. For a long so time. So, their dialect they do have spanish words yeah yeah
1: for sure they've been like they've been they've, there's
0: some words where it's like okay i was like okay i understood that part of it i was like but then once they add the other stuff i'm like okay i don't understand
1: that. even like like i think it's like variations of what maybe was heard mm-hmm. that was in spanish and then they sort of like molded it into now tagalog mm-hmm. words because even if you think about like what is like "como estás," and mm-hmm. then it's like you in Tagalog it's Kamustaka. Yeah. Like, how close is that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's it's There's some similarities, for sure. And then I've
0: also heard that that may be one of their main ones, but even when you go there, there's a bunch of other dialects as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, def- de- yeah. depending on, like, the different um, provinces and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, my grandparents... Have you been? I only went once when okay. I was, like, 15, so it's been a while. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back really bad and um, maybe, like go to some more different places cuz i when i went i just went to the city mm-hmm. like where my dad grew up but i would like to go like where my grandparents are from and okay um but yeah they it's a, there's a lot of different dialects like i feel like my grandma definitely at least spoke two okay. if not three um but yeah so. and how
0: was it getting along with Mexicans growing up around them It was great
1: She's like it's oh, great. I, anyway, I, I love it. it. I like. What I, did you
0: learn from them? What did they teach you?
1: Man, like I feel like <laughs> I was like you <laughs> oh, about to put me on the spot. You ever been
2: to Salvador
1: man? Like. <laughs> Honestly, there's
0: there, there was none. No
1: bro. one girl. This is the first. One this is girl. the first
0: ones that she's meeting, bro. Who's this one girl that you met that
1: was Salvador? It's been so her. long ago. She I don't, don't even know if I remember she's her name at this point. Like it's. I was just thinking this Shout morning. Out to
2: the one girl that was nicer,
1: Olivia, back in the day.
2: Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> But,
1: yeah, him. I feel uh, I, I feel like I'm being tested right now. Nah, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you almost done it with the Cheetos?
2: For real, bruv. I told you the munchies.
1: <laughs>
2: when we were waiting, we were, I was just smoking up. I was like, yup, it's going down.
1: As I, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with Hot Cheetos. Really? We're hate
2: our huh? What's the love-hate relationship with it?
1: I I mean, they're addicting. Uh-huh. I think that's the love hate relationship that they're addicting.
3: I don't, don't, don't want to eat them when I don't want to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> they make me sweat. I'm curious though, um, what, what's the next step right now? Is, have you performed before? Have you done shows? Or are you going to try to do that next with these? South by Southwest. Is there more singles coming out? Like, so. where are we at there?
1: We talk about we talk about you're on, future you're on a now.
3: Podcast, you got to spill some beans here. You know
1: what yeah, I, mean? I I know I'm excited <laughs> about that. Um, so I I did do shows a lot. Um, when I first started, I was I was a. Uh, thankfully, I was able to like test the waters, and I, w- I got put on, um, to this local show. They would have shows in Chinatown, um, and, it was every month, and uh, I was getting put on every month for a little bit when I first started. So I got to try everything. Like I performed with just a backing track. I performed with a DJ. I performed with a whole band. I performed with a harpist. One time it was just me and a harpist. That was, I want to do that again so bad. That's interesting.
3: Yeah, I'd like to hear that. It was
1: great. It was awesome. I'm going to do it again at some point. But um, I did that for a while. Then I kind of took a hiatus, especially with COVID. And I did, like, the first show that I've done for, like, three years, um, like, a few months ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to work on lining up some more shows. I just kind of wanted to be able to put out another single. Yeah. I have some other stuff lined up, so I'm definitely, definitely. going to release something in June. Okay. Um, I'm going with singles right now.
3: Definitely, so. I feel like that's the trend among a lot of artists. Yeah. Just to just go single and then like a little EP. And exactly. And album. So
1: I, I definitely have a lot of stuff I'm sitting on, so I'm happy to be letting go of it. And he's not here right now, but I was going to tell him earlier that he needs to, like, let go of his... If he's going to write a book, he needs to let go of his po- poetry and everything. Let it,
3: let it be alive.
1: Yeah, because you give you you give the energy out, you're going to receive energy back in. You know right what I mean? So, yeah, it's so, new
0: muse yeah, to be able so to write something new. I'm
1: happy. But it took a long time for me to be comfortable with, like, outputting. Because mm. I was very, um, very about it. meticulous and almost like over you meticulous like where I was like, yes. Like you were well. trying to be
0: like, I, I needed to be perfect.
1: It could be better. It could be uh-huh. better. It could be better, but I'm, I'm and at then a, you would never. then I would never out. like release it. Cause I'm like, oh, it could be better. This could be better. But now I'm again, I'm at a space where I'm just like, man, it is, it is what it is. And that's
0: a question we had for Dom too. Last time when he was here was like, mm-hmm. when do you know it's enough that you've done enough? Because even as a producer, you want to like sometimes, well, I could do this. Or I can add this, mm-hmm. you know? And it feels like that's, that's means, always a thing with a lot of artists that they get to that point where it's like, how do you know when you're done? Right. Because you can always, you always have that feeling of, I can do more and I can do more.
1: It's become easier because I think um, settling into the idea that what comes out at the time of creation is like, again, I call, at this point, I feel like it's a form of channeling. Mm-hmm. Like you're, if you let it, if you just let it flow and come out, that's what's gonna. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, I don't have to go back and overthink and overanalyze as much as I did when I was first starting.
2: Question. Yeah. How do you do it? Writer's
1: block. I hate it, but also sometimes I think it's needed. Cause if you, if I'm not if I'm not writing, then I'm do usually doing something else creative. I find somehow some way I find a way to be creative no matter what I'm doing. um, When I had really bad writer's block, I think this was even before COVID. I had writer's block for a little bit. I was so put off by it. And I remember going to, um, I had a homie and his friend was a producer. So I was like, oh, um, let me try to link with your roommate and see if we can make some music. So I remember going over there we actually didn't even end up working, but I had a really inspiring conversation when we were all in the kitchen. One of them was cooking. I was like, man, I'm so sick of writer's block. Like, I haven't been writing for so long. It doesn't feel good to me. But, you know, I've been doing a bunch of other stuff. Like, I learned how to cook. And when he, <laughs> when he heard that, he was like, you never stop cooking. You never stop cooking. You just did another form of cooking. Co- cooking is a form of creating. And I thought I really thought about it and I was like yeah cuz sometimes i would be freestyling and it like, comes out fuck bomb. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, so it's mm. like so it's it's uh, always something like the last time I kind of felt a little bit of writer's block I I <laughs> poured it into like um I've been wanting to kind of create like a side page and account on like TikTok and Instagram where all of like my spiritual and healing um things I'm inspired by are going to go on that page. Um, and I I call it Live My Light. And I've been starting to make, like, mantra bracelets that I have available sometimes for people to, to b- buy if they want, yeah. Because um, it helps me. That is a form of creation. When I haven't been able to write, I'm doing that. And when I first started making them, I was like, wow, this is really, like, kind of like writing in itself, because I have to decide, like the one I'm wearing right now, um, it says spark on it. The color inspired me, because um, orange is like connected to like your your sacral chakra, I believe. Um, and that kind of runs creativity and expression. And so I was like, oh man, it reminds me of creativity. It also kind of reminds me of fire. So I was going to put fire on it, or no, I was going to put creativity. Then I was like, oh, I'll put fire on it. I was like, nah, nah. That's
2: so crazy. Let me put
1: spark on it. Because guess what? Spark A spark could be a spark of creativity and sparking a flame. You know what I That's mean? That's so crazy that you're
2: saying that. Because so. I have uh, two braces also myself that I kind of put my significant. and Everybody knows what WWJD mm-hmm. means, right? But I, I put the whole, I put a green one on my cutting hand because I make money with this hand, right? Mm. So I kind of like, I, made, I purposely got a green one because I was like, God bless his hand, and what would Jesus do with this hand? He would bless others yep. with it, right? So I put that. Then I have the uh, other side. It's a, a black and white one where it's like dualities. It's two sides to everything. Yep. You can't always just fall on one side. You know, things like that that I'm like, you have little mantras to it. I'm like, that's crazy. I creating my own little mantras and why mm-hmm. I had pick these colors. Because people have asked me, like, why do you have a green one and a black one? I'm like, this is why.
1: Yeah. So if you...
2: Asked me at the shop and I've never answered that. Now you know. I, I get tired of <laughs> ask, answering that sometimes. Like, Are you? And now some they know be like, where'd you get it? Like and I'm like, Amazon, bro. Amazon. But, <laughs> but from like a homegrown named Sarah, so shout out to Sarah.
1: Shouts out Sarah.
2: For sure, but I'm gonna have Shouts. to get one of those, yo.
1: Yeah, I've been like having a lot of fun making it's them.
2: That white one looks dope.
1: The white one is rose quartz. I got mm. I got rose quartz on me today. That's fine. So I'm all into crystals and stuff. Mm. I, I like all that. It's helpful to me.
3: Would you ever go digging for them and like excavate for them type of thing?
1: If I could find a place to do that, I would try it. I would I've put seen like a like, crocodile dundee hat on or something. And I've like,
3: seen like the, the <laughs> when they find like the amnesty stones and all that stuff. Like, Where's that at? I don't even know. So they're in different countries sometimes, bro. Like, you know, it's pretty it's pretty wild. You know what I mean? Just because like they see it and sometimes it's stuck and they have to do it the right way so they don't break it. Oh, and that. All that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for me, like I'm not too crazy about like the stones like itself. But the whole going to find them—that's pretty, pretty fire to me. Yeah, because yeah. like, then you just like see—I don't know where it you just see it, within within it, all the dirt, you just see purple. I don't know where it's like, oof.
1: Isn't that interesting? Has been, like Whenever like, I see
3: perps, it's always been like
1: what yeah. interests <laughs> each different person about one thing is like so different sometimes. Right. Like he's like I, I, crystals or whatever, but the process of finding them is fire. You're like, <laughs> oh, I like what they look like. <laughs> like yeah,
3: but like something about <laughs> she puts it, you know. <laughs> meetings behind them yeah exactly
1: yeah. i'm a, I'm all like i'm getting this because Honestly, it's supposed to be good for xyz and when i look at it i'm gonna think of xyz i'm gonna sound materialistic you know? as
3: fuck but i also see how much they're worth and i'm like, mm. <laughs> like if i, I mean, make a trip to another country and i'm like vacationing and i find this it's like he
1: all has a trench coat on with like a bunch of crystals
3: that pays you- my trip you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> i mean it's easier than getting a
0: tattoo that's what she just did too Wait, what? Because a lot of people get tattoos in order to do the same thing, right? And that's why have tattoos? He does, and that's why I said it's easier.
3: I'm ink free. I don't. Maddie's no. tied up all over his chest. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: all hairy. He's Got thug life all over it.
1: <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> what do you have? I'm
2: just kidding. No, he's he so be Legendary in his chest. He's the only one that has tats. <laughs> yeah, I got tats. Yeah. You don't have
1: tattoos? No. Yeah, no. No, like I mean, I've thought about it more recently, but. No, nah, but I that, that's, I that's why that's so, like people
0: do that too. At the same time, though, is I've seen people like they'll get verses tatted right here, or they'll do something here. But it's the same thing. It's like where <laughs> they want to look at a message or remind themselves about something. I mean, that's why. I that, got I mean, that, that's why my, my that's why people do that as well.
2: About, I got it in remembrance of rest <laughs> in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Mm. But then to me, it was like, what does Nipsey Hussle mean to me, and what did he? What did I learn from him? Right. And it was like the marathon continues all money into whatever you want to go after, go after you know, so. And then I put my, my shop logo, so I was like, the marathon continues, all money into new life. That's what I, like. Right. And then I told the artist that, and he, this is what he came up with, so that was dope to me, at least, so.
1: See, I, I enjoy tattoos. I like tattoos. I like symbolism, so they're always interesting to me, but up until now, even, I'm like, man, I'm maybe a little bit in, indecisive, like, too indecisive about life. that. You exactly yeah. so I'm maybe and you can't waste
0: your real estate Yep. because right. if you get a bad one in a part of real estate then it's like man then I gotta cover it up Or also I gotta-,
1: <laughs> I gotta be ready if I if I'm because I know myself and I'm also sometimes very extreme so it's like I know that if I start there is a chance and a high possibility that I will not stop and then all of a sudden I'm gonna be like completely just blasted it's- so it'd be it a be whole like sleeve
0: here, sleeve, sleeve here? My,
1: like my whole <laughs> neck, like just everything. Yeah, I, so. that, those are
0: the ones I've always disliked that girls do, like either facial ones. Or I don't neck think I ones. would do face.
1: I don't think I'm I would like, do face, but but, but possibly that. neck because the way I would do it would be very beautiful.
0: So you would do the butterfly? Here no.
1: Hell no. No butterflies. <laughs> a lot of people do that. I mean, I know I got the butterfly clips in the hair today, but no, no butterfly on. No butterflies. No.
3: I got it. But uh, I'd
1: be more into floral stuff, I think.
0: The other thing, too, is mantras, right? Um, the mantra thing is repeating something to yourself until you believe it, mm-hmm. you know? So, And that, that's a part of, like, changing the way that you think is mm-hmm. that the more you repeat something, the more you want to convince yourself that that is true, eventually you can convince yourself that that's what you believe. Yeah. So I see that, that other thing where you're like, oh, I have this also for my mantra, and it's you're talking about positivity and being in a different mindset than you were before. Mm-hmm. And it's like all that symbolism for you helps you achieve that.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, I mean, for me, that's like the power of words and the power of writing because all, it all goes together, right? Like that's why I also write music is like messages, And it's crazy because sometimes I I look back, even just to journal entries, I'm like, damn, that's crazy how I wrote that. Or like if I can't something I started doing more recently is if I'm having any type of writer's block and the most that comes to mind is like, okay, I'll have a bar. I'll have something that I said in my head and I'm like, ooh, that's a bar. Because I joke that sometimes I speak in bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm lit. <laughs> like, Speaking if you bars. go to my Twitter, it's kind of Damn. crazy over there sometimes. So if, you, but, so if we would
3: have give you a drink right now, you would have been, like, methodically, like, spin bars to us. Possibly. Oh, that's what you need. Possibly. I, well, I got, but, I got some see, Hennessy. I don't
1: really drink like that anymore. Oh, good.
3: good. We're in the podcast. Right,
1: I got to tap in without alcohol. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm good at that now. So it's like... You know,
0: because at the same time it's like a crutch. Why do you always need that every time you're gonna right.
1: write? Right, like I think that was like, I'm it's not funny. really a weed smoker, but when I first started like going to my own studio, well, you have a song and, called Backwoods. But right? y- did you listen to it though? In the bedroom. Ta- see, it's all about it's the ol- only song titled Backwoods that you'll probably ever hear that talks about not smoking. Because basically just a way to describe uh, someone I was seeing at the time that would leave their backwoods all over my, my apartment because he'd always be smoking mm-hmm. in there. So I was like, backwoods in my bedroom again. It's mm. like saying without saying. Same well, shit,
2: different day type shit. You
1: know, yeah. It's not me smoking, but I'll Google how to roll up your weed if I really like you enough.
2: Damn. Damn.
0: <laughs> that was a ride or die that bar. That was a bar bro. right there, bro. That was that a bar. Was a ride or
2: die bar.
1: I literally <laughs> say that in the song.
2: <laughs> I haven't heard that I need to hear that backwards. Yeah. Over. I I <laughs>
1: released I'm, I'm it on 420 because I, I We
2: briefly played it we're,
1: yeah. we're waiting for you to oh, come here.
3: Was? Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, I I for like three years consecutively I was like I should release it I should just drop this on four twenty. And then finally I did it. This this last yeah, this last four twenty. Oh snap! Yeah, it wasn't that long ago.
2: So this year you've been dropping a lot of songs consecutively.
1: Yeah, so, so I started this- last last year. I started dropping some of my demos that I probably like. I knew that I probably wouldn't do anything with them, but I still wanted to put put the energy out or release it. Um, I dropped some of my older demos on my SoundCloud, but right now I'm I'm putting out like the stuff that feels more complete. That I didn't just like record myself in my bedroom like I actually recorded in a studio got it mixed and mastered right all that stuff so wow. I'm excited because I've been it's been a long journey but to be at the point where I'm like oh let's let it fly last now you feel you're I mean? ready yeah, yeah. what do
2: you see yourself in five the next five years musically in life
1: I'm where i want to be and where i see myself actually and truly is like i'm gonna be in a a better position than i am now to be able to like live my life in a way that i feel is like to the fullest that it can be and that is inclusive of i'm making music i'm being able to collaborate with whoever and it's all like in alignment um making you know my living off of all things creative and or spiritual. I'm um, like my main concern and goals in the next 5 years is to be able to keep outputting what I create and also to be able to help people like with their healing process, I think, because oh. I'm continuously doing that for myself. So I know they're connected. For me they're connected.
2: Be a beacon of healing.
1: That's what I want. I mean, if I want that for myself, I want it for everybody else, you know. Like that. So
3: so when you're not creatively making music for yourself or doing something creative as as far as my remember. If you're not creating music, what are you doing anything else in music? Like
1: uh, you mean if I'm not making it for myself?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz mm. I saw something in your bio that kind of Oh, I've
1: do done a lot background of background vocals. Yeah. Tell us about that. So, um that was actually like my other than like when I started writing, my first like gigs actually in the industry were all background singing. So, I was fortunate enough that you know, all the all the people from the Bay that I've met that are also in music, somehow we all cross paths eventually and like kind of flock together. So, at the time I was working with a lot of people that moved out here from the Bay Area, and one of them um his name's Cambo. He's a, he's a great writer. Um, Shouts out Cambo and Louie. They were like the first people I ever worked with. Um, And maybe second or third, actually. But like Mm -hmm. it kind of goes all together with my first experiences. um, Cam was interning for um, Yeti Beats, who is Doja Cat's, one of Doja Cat's main producers and managers. So I was able through just like, Friendship and connection, be able to have the chance to sing backgrounds for Doja Cat, and this is like when she was like 17, 17, 18. Oh, wow. So like very long time ago, before she like really popped off. That's crazy because um,
3: I, I knew, uh, or I had to work with uh, the basically her her music director for her live band. Okay, cool. He would, he would come in and, and kind of track some some stuff because at the remember at the time he was for COVID. Okay. She was doing like virtual performances.
1: Isn't that uh, wild? Like yeah, you know what I mean? Everything was all virtual. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so
3: he basically came in to just track drums so that she had a drum track with her performance, her virtual okay,
1: performance. Okay, cool. So,
3: but yeah, it's crazy how that, that you worked with her before, even way before that. That was like,
1: it was like when her most known song, I think was like Cow. the So High. Oh. This is before Cow. that one, that put oh. like, Ooh. that was a long time before. <laughs> what was yeah, that? I about
2: that song? Oh, wait, how'd that, how'd that go? Ooh.
1: Okay. <laughs> Oh. It, am
2: I wrong?
1: That's how I went, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's, that's it. my first time hearing yeah, you yeah, here, bro. The, yeah, you so one more time? <laughs> 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 I got kids, all right? I'm at the house
2: all the time, I got kids, I got three kids. The
1: intro to this this whole interview, you guys need to green screen the same green screen behind him and just cut to him.
2: <laughs> yeah, be
1: like, yeah, he's doing the remakes. <laughs> that'd be
2: so funny love it oh Trust
1: man yeah so that was really cool get you gotta move it <laughs> that was really cool that was a um, really cool opportunity especially like a first opportunity for like a, a gig in the music in the industry, industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, through that like it's actually really cool just being able to kind of keep, continue and keep moving um, in the journey through like meeting people right so like in that case, Doja Cat's band at the time were the Free Nationals, who's who was also simultaneously Anderson Pack's band. Uh. So that's how I got connected with them. Then I was like playing with the They're band, cost, yeah. and then started doing in studio background vocals for Anderson Pack. And then through that, um, actually going back, taking it back to Doja Cat really quickly. Um, when I got offered the opportunity mm. to do backgrounds for her. I was asked to help recruit another background vocalist and I met my friend Mia. Um, She's also a very talented singer. Everything comes around full circle because after like the Anderson uh, studio backgrounds, um, later on in the timeline, Mia came back around and then recruited me to do a festival for Willow Smith. So it was yeah, like you know what I'm, I mean? Like it's just I'm looking like, at all
3: those I'm like, how is that all gonna get to the next artist on your right. bio? That's crazy. How but it's all like
1: intertwined and it's all just, like so it's all just you it's know all like so it's it's cool and I'm super grateful for all of those opportunities because I was able to learn so much. So much from and then that. you
2: give that vibe that you know you you don't burn bridges, so it's always like a two way thing where like She's gonna call you, and then you're gonna call her, and it's like yeah. Space. I
1: mean, I I try not to burn bridges. I mean, Have obviously, that with that
2: type of situation, where you had to burn bridges in the music industry.
1: In the music industry, maybe like uh, maybe like once or twice, but like not even in a crazy messed up way. It's just more like oh, I'm not really gonna work with you anymore. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like it was never any like big blow up kind of thing it was more just like mm, i don't really agree with maybe how this person does business or i don't agree with like how they want to work or creatively they don't fit so it's like gotcha. i'm just gonna buy. Right. it's all love but bye you know what i mean it's it's more like Fire. that um because i don't really i don't Cooperate
2: really... like where it's like malice is... <laughs> or
1: you yeah not really <laughs> Unless it's really
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, dominant. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, bro. Fuck them.
1: Nah. Fuck I, you. I mean, it's you. am I'm 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 learning though, like Man part like me too. Part of the journey though has been like learning boundaries though, too. Because uh, yeah. like I also have had to learn sometimes it's necessary
0: For you to, push to, back.
1: to to either push back or to cut off certain ties and it's like it just is what it is but at the same time like most of the time I'm gonna allow room for like it to be understood that sometimes people just aren't fit to work together and that's fine it's just not gonna work or like if some messed up stuff happens or whatever it's like well that's on you like that's that's a reflection of you and what you got going on I don't have to be part of that you know what I mean but it's not like I F like you that. forever. You know what I mean? That's not really my thing for the most part. Read. You know?
2: I don't... I, I'm with you on that, but there's certain people that I'd be like... Nah, you'd be F you <laughs> forever. <laughs> I, I'd be... No, something
3: What's your side?
1: I'm
2: a tourist. Oh, that's
1: why? Because you're stubborn as hell. But, but, once But you make hell up women, <laughs> on. I'm loyal as hell, too. Loyal so like, but, you, but you, stubborn. Like, once you make loyalty, up your mind, it's like...
2: That's like... once Yeah, once you do that... Once you burn me, it's like... I don't know if I'm gonna have you in that in that cool list again. You know what I'm saying? Like it, take, yeah. it takes
1: a lot. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this right now because I'm a Gemini. Woo, you got duality. Huh? You got duality. That's exactly what when you were talking about your I used to have like a like a black and white pendant that was like yin and yang and all that stuff. All right, but yep. um But yeah, I I uh <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say, but. <laughs>
3: <What were> you <laughs> oh, going to say about oh, the signs?
1: You were talking, <laughs> talking about signs. So I'm, I actually have a couple tourist placements in my whole chart. And I know for a fact, like, I do have it in me, too. What you're describing, right. I have that within me, but it just takes a whole lot for me to oh, get no, there. Oh,
2: my cutoff is real. Like, I'll cut you off, and I don't know how if to call you ever again. Ever like, again. You
1: know? Like, never, ever, ever. But the amount of times that that's happened to me in my life is probably under 10, See, under 5, maybe. Like, but it's like,
2: as of late, it's happened to me recently, right? Where yeah. a few people, so it was like... The way I took it, it took it kind of hard because I had not had to do that in a long time. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that I had to add a couple of people to the, to the, to the, the list. list, I was like, yo, I'm still dealing with
1: this? It's still, still cutoff season? Oh, I, man. I, I, he I calls it so. cutoff season. It's yeah, a whole season.
2: I mean, I, in that season of my life, I, it was really... And, then, and next
0: thing you know, he was playing No
2: Friends in the industry. Oh, no, no. my God. <laughs> it's because, check it out, I, 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 had, I had that with an addiction, so I got sober... In 2021. Yeah. So, like, to this point, it was, like, to me, it's, I thought cutoff season was when I got sober.
1: Mm. You know what I'm saying?
2: But the fact that we're two years in, to almost three, and it's like, nah, bro, you're going to have to cut off this out real quick. And then cut off this. And then, you know, like, certain habits and then people that, you know. Yeah. I thought cutoff season was over, bro.
1: But it continues.
2: Yeah, it was like it's still there.
1: Cut off season continues. I, th- I think
2: it was over after the, after this last cut off, but yeah, for sure. Because I, I don't think it I don't know why. I just shit like got at it now. So.
1: For some <laughs> reason, when he was, was just cut off season continues, I just pictured you as like a real life like the fruit ninja game, where you're just like <laughs> Spicing, <laughs> slicing, slicing fruit. You just cut. You're, getting, cut you're cut off. You're cut off. You really need to get a green screen behind him. I'm telling real, you right yeah. now. Yeah, he's the most.
3: Viral.
2: viral.
1: That was actually one of my jobs in LA. I worked for this company called Sonic Box for like. No wonder
2: you had green screens all over you.
1: Man, that. yeah, like I have. How does that work
3: then? Uh, green screen and then you the word editing after that. Yeah, yeah they, they, move this well Chroma we could key. Luma key we could change is. it
1: in like real time because it was literally like it sounded like High School Musical in a building at first. Like there were just all these desks and everybody had a computer and, like, the the licensed shitty beats that we were allowed to sing over or whatever, and then they, everybody had a green screen, and you could pick your background every day. It was eight-hour shifts. That shit was crazy. What? That was, like, one of the craziest um, jobs I've ever had in L.A. That's wild. I just sat there, and, like, I got so good at freestyling during the months that I worked there.
2: Oh, it was a few months you were there?
1: Yeah, but that then that was it. They... Hmm. they eventually let me go because I was finding ways to kind of like cheat their system. like they, Because <laughs> I didn't like way. the contract. I was like, mm, I don't trust it. Oh, shit. So it was like they, they were trying to get us all to sing original music and I was like, nope, that's not going to happen. So I would just get on there and life. pick a shit beat and freestyle as much as possible and maybe like pick artists that they didn't, they, they weren't popped off enough that they'd Recognize yeah. them and then, like, harmon, harmonize with them for hours. For yeah. Start, like, a battle with some of the people in the like chat that. room.
2: <laughs> Using the yeah,
1: so yeah. that... I don't know, but, yeah.
2: Have you ever helped, um, basically, like, help write a song for somebody? Or, like, at least, like, reread it and, like, help, mm-hmm. like, you know, give your input on it?
1: Yeah, so that that's kind of been... Um, I've experienced a little bit more writing for other people in the last few years, um, getting called into sessions and kind of just being another mind in the session and all that. Um, But I, like, for a little bit, I was working with an artist named Jarlene, um, and I'm trying to think of some other people that I worked with, too. Um, My mind's blanking right now. I think...
2: Ninja thing,
1: huh? Yeah, ninja it's ninja. I keep getting fruit ninja, like just playing in the subconscious <laughs> right now. <laughs> but um, I can't think of names right now, which is horrible of me. But I have been in well, like a lot of.
0: She did names. say she's
3: not good at names. So. Yeah, the I
1: need to work on that. I don't know what that is like.
3: I feel like it's just something that comes more. I'm like,
1: a face person, though.
3: Yeah, I think that's me too. Cause I'm so I'm, you see the face. No and you're face, like, no ah. case.
1: I know you. <laughs> I At least I don't do one of those corny, like, uh, how do you spell your name again? And it's how like a sp- two-letter name. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Like <laughs> yeah. Somebody the other day, I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't remember your name. And he was like, it's 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 a letter. <laughs> I was like, sorry.
4: <laughs> but, yeah,
1: to, to go back to the question, yes. I've, I've written with other people for other people, um, been a part of their process, um, going uh Help out with like lyrics. I actually helped Le Dominique with a song. Really. Of his.
0: Damn, she was a ghostwriter for you,
3: Dom. Damn.
1: We oh, co dang. we co wrote it. We co wrote it. It was oh. actually a little a uh, little R and B joint that he needs to release to the world soon. It's pretty fire.
3: Damn. It's pretty fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I'm always like trying to write with people a lot yeah, more when,
2: now. when I heard the song as well for Nirvana like I actually like the vocals in it like I feel, I feel like it's really hey, good you got great
0: reviews from yeah. this podcast right
1: that makes me so happy that makes me so happy and I'm sure it makes it makes him happy too yeah. so I'm um, I'm really stoked about it
0: well Olivia thank you for being here we appreciate you taking your time to be here and talk thank to us thank you so much thank you so for much. having
1: me I wish you the best
2: in your musical career thank yep. you and uh, digital. Ha, 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 ha.